Welcome to Girl, Water Your Grass. We talk about all the things to better yourself, your family, your career, your dreams, your goals, and your life, and how God's dreams over us are so much bigger than our own. We are just two girlfriends who grew up in the bluegrass state of Kentucky with five brothers each and have reunited to take our dreams to the next level. Now we're inviting you to get out of your own way, girlfriend, and come on this ride because on this journey of a lifetime, we never arrive. Welcome back to Girl Water Your Grass. We are just loving this fall weather and hope you are too. Yes, and we are. are super pumped about our topic today, because it's something that we have talked so much about and we have promised to deliver. And here we are to talk about that feeling of never enough. So we have the expert, Miss Erin Vandevore with us. So welcome. All the things. Right. <laughs> when I'm bringing the welcome, expert, all the things. So we always, always <laughs> a treat to have you. So Maria, just tell us a little bit about what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So today we're going to bring into a topic that all of us have actually experienced coming up a lot when we work with clients and that we've even seen in our own lives at different points and that we have learned is a skill set to move out of. And that is the topic of scarcity. So Erin, let's, let's have you, if you would, um, just share with our listeners what is scarcity? What is that? What does scarcity even mean? Yeah. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to be here with you ladies. Um, I think scarcity is probably best described in an example. And I, uh, kind of have a recent example of this because, uh, you know, we kind of are, you know, seeing the news and hearing, you know, for example, I saw an article that said something about, you know, supply chain issues are going to disrupt, you know, Christmas and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of reading that my initial reaction was, you know, oh no, what if we are, you know, have, don't have presents for the kids for Christmas is our Christmas going to look so different than in, you know, times past or what I was expecting it to be. Are we going to have toilet paper and, you know, our roast (laughs) turkey with, whatever, you know, and so kind of just thinking about, um, all the things we're not going to have enough of, or even potentially, right. We don't even know the facts about what that means, but my mind immediately went to, there's not enough of the things that we need. And it was interesting because I, uh, had sent a message to a friend of mine and she replied back and she totally called me out on it. She said, you know, when I was listening to your message, she's like, I'm totally sympathize or, you know, I, I don't want this to sound flippant, but when you were talking, I felt stress and anxiety just by mm-hmm. hearing you talk about this article. And, um, and so it was, it's really that feeling of, 
you know, there's not enough. There's not going to be enough. There's never enough. And that really, I think sums up scarcity. It's so good, Aaron. And, you know, I think we really have to think about this in every area of our life, because so many times you'll say like, I have plenty of stuff. I don't need that, but we have, but I don't have enough time or maybe it's not with, um, time or stuff or money. Maybe it is with yourself. Like I'm not skinny enough. I'm not pretty enough. My skin isn't enough. So we just want to invite you to really think about in your life, where do you experience that feeling of not enough? Right. Because I guarantee you, we all experience it in multiple areas of our life. And when you really start to become aware of it is when you can really start to work on it. So how do we do that? Right. Let's, let's really get into some practical applications of how we do that. How do we move from that place of not enough to knowing that there is enough and more than enough? You know, the, um, this reminds me of, I have only uh, like casual examples here, I guess today, but, um, I was at a friend's house and this, she had this, um, sign in her bathroom and it has stuck with me. Uh, so much because, it, and it, this was like years ago, but I still think of it all the time. And it says gratitude turns what we have into enough. Mm. And that to me really was a, a turning point to me on the importance of gratitude, first of all, but just think of that, the gratitude turns what we have into enough. And just reading that sign shifts you like, right. Just even thinking about that, um, is like, oh, you kind of feel this rest, this, like this groundedness. And, um, because scarcity feels rushed, it feels hurried. It feels graspy. Um, Mm -hmm. it feels like anxiety. It feels, um, like you're like breathing fast, you know, just this, like, uh, you know, um, and even just reading that sign, I, I didn't even feel like I was in scarcity at the time. I was just in, you know, in the bathroom, but you're like, <laughs> I was just reading this. And I was like, gratitude turns what we have into enough and thinking about like enough, like I have enough, yeah. um, what we have is enough. And that is just immediately calming. So mm-hmm. two thoughts can really go ahead. Two thoughts on that. Well, and one of them actually, that reminds me of a story. I was doing mission work over in Jamaica and we went over to this man's house well, I say man's house and I use that term very loosely because it was this, you know, Jamaica is a very, very poor country. And we were over, we were going to visit this older gentleman and, and we show up to his place of residence and it's dirt floors. Only one of the rooms actually has a roof. It's, it's concrete. And it's, it, if you were walking past it, you would, you would never think that anyone actually lived there. And we go up there to the walk area or the kind of steps that are chipped off. And I look over at the area to the side and there's this older gentleman squatting down over this fire and he was making food. And we're like, Hey, we're like, came to visit you and whatever. And he said, you know, and he was like, Oh, I totally want to spend time with you, but I'm actually making dinner right now. Can you guys come back a little later? And so we did, we ended up coming back later. Yeah. And when, he, as soon as he opened the door later, when we came back, he opens the door and I realized he was blind and he, and he immediately, he said, oh my goodness, so glad you guys came by. He's like, 
you know, we're like, well, how are you doing today? And his, and his response, and this is what was incredible because he was just, you know, hour, a couple hours before was hunched over this little fire in this open space. You know, it, it did not smell good. It was very dirty. Um, and he, his, he has the biggest smile on his face. And he said, oh man, I'm doing amazing. The Lord's been so good to me. The Lord's been so good to me. And it made, we, I mean, we looked at each other and started crying <laughs> and it made me realize for him, that was enough. And so when we get into the concept, a lot of times, I think when we're working with people, when there is that lack of gratitude, because we don't even know that we can be grateful or realize how huge that is. Or when we get into this idea of enough for him, it was enough that he had some roof over his head. It was enough for him that he had this fire to cook his food, you know, and he just, he was looking at all these beautiful gifts from the Lord and he was just so grateful. Yeah, that that's really beautiful, Maria. And it, it points to kind of the truth of the matter, or like kind of getting to the bottom of the concept that we're talking about today, which is that it, this feeling of scarcity isn't dependent on a number, right. And this feeling of enough isn't dependent on a circumstance, right. So someone, maybe you could have looked at that situation and said like, wow, this man doesn't have enough you know, he doesn't have the, the right house over his head or proper nutrition or the best food or whatever, but he wasn't living from that place at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it just, it's not dependent on, I mean, some people may think, you know, making a certain salary is enough. Yeah. Some people may think that exact same salary is not enough. Right. And so kind of just diving into for yourself and really challenging ourselves to always be looking for where is this showing up in my life and examining, you know, maybe some of the reasons behind it. Love that. And I, you know, I was actually going to say exactly what you said, Maria, and just on a macro scale of so often we see in this world that people that have less are much happier than those that have more. Right. And it's not to compare, but it's just to say a lot of times, the more we have, the more we want. And we are just trying to keep up with the Joneses and hustle. And we know that there is nothing in this world that can satisfy our hearts. And I love that saying Augustine quote, our hearts are restless until they rest in you, but really trusting what we talk about all the time here, that God's dreams over us are bigger than our own, that he has blessed us abundantly, that we have more than enough. And so really getting into the practicals, let's kind of shift to how can we start to, once you become aware, maybe just pick one area, maybe there's seven areas you've, you've identified that you don't feel enough in, you know, not skinny enough, not pretty enough, not enough skin, not smooth skin. That's my big thing right now is, is skincare. Um, and you know, not enough money, not enough time, not enough love. So maybe just pick one or two areas, probably just one, because we know how you do anything is how you do everything. And it spills over. But when we try to do too much, we, we throw our hands up and quit. So let's talk about some practical skills. Once you've identified where you really feel like you don't have enough or you're not enough, that we can really start to shift the mindset there. I think it's important to realize that this whole idea of enough is a thought because we, we use blanket statements of enough as if 
oh, well, you know, I, I just want to make enough money. And that means something totally different from, from that guy in Jamaica to, you know, maybe the millionaire, you know, living at this castle in England, whatever, <laughs> you know, there's just a totally different um, idea of what is enough. And that shows us that in many ways, enough is just a thought that enough is our own personal idea. And so we get to choose what that enough is. Right. And we can, um, I think starting with acceptance almost right of our current circumstances. So when we are, um, we work a lot with clients on, um, you know, their, how they see themselves and this idea of, you know, really starting to love yourself. And it's difficult in the sense that, um, the challenge that people are faced with is that they want to love themselves in this future ideal they have of themselves. Mm -hmm. I will love myself when Mm -hmm. I'm 20 pounds lighter, or I will love myself when I accomplish this thing. And I think the challenge that we have, or that we kind of put to them as, um, in our work is, you know, what about loving ourselves now? Mm-hmm. And that being the work, mm-hmm. um, for that person. So really in similarly with scarcity, what about accepting and being okay with having enough, like that, what you have right now is enough first. And then going into this exercise of dreaming of more, um, mm-hmm. if that, if you're, if this is not, um, where you want to end, right. So that doesn't mean we don't try to lose 20 pounds. If that's what we need to do for our health, or that's a goal that we have. That's not the, that's not the problem, right? The problem is that if we are living in scarcity, that problem will still be there 20 pounds lighter. That problem will still be there if we make 20,000 more, um, because it's how we are showing up to that. And when does it end? You know, when is there enough? So being able to, um, work through that sense of scarcity now and kind of working on that, because that's going to be continual work. We'll have to do it again. When we're 20 pounds lighter, we'll have to do it again when we have $20,000 more. Um, but we've have, we'll have practiced it and it will be a lot easier for us to, um, keep ourselves out of scarcity, the more we practice. And that's why we really want to dig into the root cause of everything in our life, because if you don't get to the root, you're just putting on a bandaid. And so, you know, we talk a lot here about ripping off the bandaid and getting to that root. And the root of it is you can't give what you don't have. And you have to be able to love yourself where you are in this moment and know that your worth is not dependent on your salary, on how much time you have on how much, how skinny you are, how pretty you are. Your worth is inherently good because God made you and everything God made is good. And so getting to the root cause, I love that Aaron, it's just practicing that you are enough regardless of your circumstance, Mm -hmm. regardless of where you are, that you are enough and, and talking to yourself kindly. Obviously we have big goals and big dreams and we want to encourage you for goals and dream setting and all that stuff. And it doesn't mean we're going to sit around and do nothing today. And that's just enough. 
but your identity and your worth is not in any way, shape or form connected to all these, all these aspirations and all of these, um, what's the word I'm looking for? All of these things that we want for ourselves, right? Um, it's not connected. Mm-hmm. I think also it's important to, you know, as they're in a, as we grow in a deeper awareness of our own worth, you know, our own self image and that we are enough that, that, that is really kind of your starting space that falls into the things around you. What is enough for that? Because one of the things I think that I've really realized and that very much stood out to me in, in doing mission work in some different countries is many of those people, there was an appreciation and a joy and and a confidence in themselves, you know, and there was a a gratitude for life, for the gift of their life to God. There was just this Mm -hmm. uh, very obvious definitive, they were grateful to be alive, you know, and grateful that God gave them the opportunity to live. And, And I think sometimes it can be easy to get focused on everything surrounding us rather than, okay, let's starting with that starting space with ourselves, with identity, with the Lord, with being enough in that space, as we start to enter, you know, expand out from there. Right. And, uh, I love that Maria, because, you know, getting kind of practical with, okay, where do I begin? Right. Beginning with gratitude, um, can shift immediately your, um, disposition mm-hmm. and has immediate, um, physiological effects, which Maria, you can probably talk about more, but the, um, ability to first look for the positive and training ourselves, because we always think of, um, especially when we're in comparing or we see something, it is so common for us to immediately look at the the negative or the things we don't have. So we go to someone else's house, they have a really nice brand new kitchen, you know, and we just are thinking about our own kitchen and we feel yucky. You know, we feel like, oh man, I wish that I had something different than what I have. And, um, so training ourselves to first, this is an exercise I do with my clients is giving them, you know, a week to first write down the good things, what's going well for them. What are the things they are happy about, whether it's, uh, about their bodies, if they're working on, you know, that image of themselves with their bodies or with their finances or with their time management, what went well today and writing that down first, and then looking at, okay, what didn't go so well. And then looking at, okay, what do I want to do differently tomorrow? And giving ourselves that concrete action item and, excuse me, ability to make that evaluation of ourselves and check in with ourselves each day really is important. But the key is starting with the what went well, because we can train ourselves to look for the positive first. And it really is so important to build on the good, right? Success breeds success. And the opposite is true too. And really, it's so important to work on this because it affects every relationship in your life. Mm -hmm. And we are actually going to do a workshop next Tuesday night, Tuesday, October 12th, 9 PM Eastern, 8 PM central. We'll have it posted in our bios and on Instagram, reach out to us. It's going to be jam packed. It's a phenomenal opportunity to really dive into 
mm. how you affect every relationship in your life. And what really we're made for in this life is relationship. Even God, the father lives in community, right? With God, the father, the son, and the Holy spirit, they are like, God is relationship. And so in order for us to have optimal relationships, we have to work on them and we have to work on ourselves because it's all brought back to what we think about ourselves. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was thinking about this and sometimes we, we tell ourselves all these negative things and what we want our, like my, my almost 14 year old daughter to be talking to herself. Like I sometimes talk to myself, it would break my heart. And can we really you know, shake ourselves up and say, no, let's, let's like, you're talking about, let's love yourself and see that God, the father looks at us. Like we look at our own children a hundred times over a million times over and really start to dive into that of how you want those you love to talk to themselves and then be that example, be the change that you want to see in your family, be the change you want to see in your life. And then you will start to see your relationships elevate. So good. And one other thing on that, and this is kind of a fun practice that I've actually started having some of my clients do. I did not make this up. Thank you, Mel Robbins. <laughs> some of you may have heard about, she has this book um, called the high five, I forget what's the high five practice or the high five habit, the high five habit. But one of the things that she talks about is actually every morning standing in front of your mirror and giving yourself a high five, you know, look yourself in the eye and basically saying today, I'm going to show up for myself no matter what. And, and giving yourself that high five and what it does, it sounds silly. Like it really sounds silly, but it actually makes you feel validated and supported. And what's so fascinating with that is in a lot of ways, high five is basically an act of defiance against self-doubt. And it literally, it neurologically changes you your brain actually gets a a hit of dopamine every time you high five, because most of us, probably like 99.9% of us have got a lifetime of positive associations with giving high fives to other people. And so you end up feeling more motivated, confident, and celebrated when you high five yourself. And so as silly as that may sound, because we're talking about that starting space of, you know, growing in our self-image and in that process that, that I am enough and then that expanding outward, but that's a really cool, just kind of life hack that you can start doing now that can positively impact the way that you view yourself. It is. And it's, it's really interesting. You say that we've been high-fiving all over this house. So funny. You're talking about that. (laughs) Maria and I have been talking about it, but actually she goes into the science behind it. And she talks about like, you will know what teams like the NBA or the major league are going to win the championship by how much support high five and, you know, they do in the preseason compared to those that don't. And it's about, you know, teamwork makes the dream work. Right. But also they did a study with children and they used a fixed mindset, a growth mindset and the high five habit. And this was so interesting. So I just had to share, but I'm glad you're saying this, (laughs) the group that they said, you're really smart. You're going to do really well. They did moderately the group that they said, they focused more on the growth mindset of like, you are working so hard. If you're going to be successful, they did much better than the group that they just fixed mindset said that you're smart, but the, the group that they literally said nothing and they just went and high fived them, they performed the best because that tells us it's not, it's, it's not defining you. It's like high five, here we go. Right. Yeah. So there's something scientific neurologically that changes. Yes. So that is an amazing practical tip. We're going to tell you this week to be, that is how you're going to water your grass, how you can water <laughs> your grass 
Yes. High five yourself, high five each other. Don't yeah. get wrapped around. Do I touch the mirror? Do I not? Just do, Just it. do it. Just yeah. high five yourself. You literally every day for five days consistently and notice what changes for you. It is fascinating. I have several of my clients that started doing this and they're like, what the heck? This is amazing. <laughs> So totally encourage you to try that. And again, guys, just a reminder, please, please, please. We want to invite you to join us for our upcoming workshop on relationships. We're hosting it with our beloved Aaron here. And then also our good friend, Cecilia Pappas. So it's on October 12th, mark your calendar and you can sign up with the link in our bio or the show notes. So we just, we really definitely want to have you guys um, just come and experience some of these gems, just again, sharing things that we've been learning along the way. And we, you know, we love to hear some of your guys' thoughts in there as well. Um, but come join us. And last but not least, because we ask everybody this question, <laughs> Aaron, what is one thing that you're doing this week to water your grass? Well, I think you sold me on the high five. So I think, uh, I hadn't heard of that study. So I'm, I'm excited to, I'll, I'm going to try it. And the next time, if I am invited back on here, I'm going to give you a, a report on how, on how that went. Can we Great. do that? We'll see you next week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I will, I will test it. I'm, I'm ever the skeptic. So I, I always go into things, you know, try to be as unbiased as possible and, and just see and just notice. So I'm, I'm going to be love your neutrality. It teaches us so much. It is. <laughs> so oh, so thank you so much for having me. Well, we hope that this will help you move in your life from a place of never enough to knowing that you are more than enough, that you have more than enough and that your life is just abundantly blessed. And so like, share, download, and thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next week on Girl Water Your Grass. Bye.